When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Forever. Dog. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. I just want you in my arms again, and we can search each other's dreams. What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? Guess what? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of this here podcast, Three Swings, which is a podcast about baseball and other things. Uh, welcome to the show. It's uh, been a minute, and uh, I'm happy to be recording this right now. It's Sunday, May 30th, and it's 3.15 p.m. And I say that because in this particular moment, <laughs> I'm going to do something that I've had a hard time doing, but I'm going to let you guys know that um, I'm going to be ending three swings. Uh, the time has come. It feels right to move on. I kept telling myself like, well, maybe go to the all-star break. Maybe finish, just finish out the season. And you know, I'll be totally honest with you guys when the Dodgers won the world series and I did the episode with, Adam and with Brett, that really kind of feel, felt like the sort of ending um, of the show, you know? And so to me, like there's, I'm, I I think there, there might be an episode after this and this might actually be the last episode. I'm not totally sure um, because, you know, baseball and my relationship to it is kind of like that. It just, you know, you show up and stuff happens Sometimes you win the game and sometimes you lose the game, but no matter what, you got to go home. So I just kind of feel that way about the show. It's been an incredible experience to get to do this podcast. It's been something that I wanted to do for a long time, and it is something that I would consider <laughs> I've done for a long time. Um, four years is a long time to do a podcast um, in this it, it, even, you know, it. I want to tell myself, oh, that's not very long. It's a long time. Uh, for four years, for the most part, I've put out an episode of a podcast about baseball every week uh, with many breaks, <laughs> which you all have been very uh, diligent in uh, in sticking with. And I appreciate you. You are the most important part of this because if you weren't listening, then I would just be talking to myself in a room which sometimes it feels like I'm doing and that's okay. <laughs> but 
um, you know, I've gotten to do this podcast all over the country um, and just recording it out of my own luggage. And in some ways, I've felt a little bit like, you know, a little bit of a baseball beat reporter, even though I wasn't, you know, directly covering anything specific. Uh, but this podcast has just been my own little exciting adventure, and I appreciate everybody that's been along for the ride. Everybody that's bought a shirt and sent me a photo of it or bought a shirt and never worn it. I don't really care. Um, it's been very cool. I, you know, thank you, Melissa and James of uh, Little Friends of Printmaking for making such an awesome logo. Um, it, it was such a pleasure to work with you guys, and it looked exactly the way I wanted it to look, and it looks cool on people's shirts. And uh, it looked really cool at that Apple event when they uh, when they put that up in front of Tim or behind Tim Cook. It was very cool. Um, and so many people have been so supportive of the show. So many people have told me that they love the show. That uh, it they don't they they do not like baseball, but they like the show. And that is the highest compliment, you know, uh, only matched by people saying, I love baseball and I love the show. So <laughs> I'm grateful to have both of those experiences to have gotten to do a live show. That was a lot of fun to have gotten to have the guests that I've had on the show. I wasn't able to realize the dream that I had of getting a major league baseball player, men's baseball player on the, on the pod. But, um, you know, Hey, not everything goes your way. You know, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't. So I did get to see a team of people that I love win the World Series. I got to be a part of a team of people that I love and win the World Series in my own life. I've gotten to share my experience around a lot of personal things. I've gotten to share my experience recently of uh, transition, uh, which I guess in this moment, I just want to share with everybody that like it is not a static place and there's nowhere I'm trying to get. Um, and so if I can leave you with one thing, it would be that, um, in terms of, you know, cause I, I do feel a little sad to like sort of leave that ability behind to like regularly share my experience, um, uh, with folks, uh, because I think it's important, but I also feel like I've gotten to a time in my life where I need to experience it for myself and, um, hold that experience for a little while before I share it um, and and let myself experience it first. Or maybe not first, but just like give, give the experiences a little more space uh, and a little more tenderness and a little more gentleness because um, it, it has been a little, I'll, I'll say tiring lately and uh, invasive. <laughs> and so the only way I can, you know, protect myself is, is to figure out what that looks like. Um, so I'm very grateful to everybody who has gotten something out of that. You know, many of you have reached out and thanked me for sharing that. So I do really appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity to do that. Um, and so I guess I would just say like anybody that is listening to this and has any confusion or, you know, big feelings about, you know, gender or identity or queerness or anything, literally anything. It doesn't have to be these things. I just like offer to you that nothing is set in stone. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing needs to be in a fixed place. You know, like you do not have to fix things. You do not have to 
the only thing you can do is look, you know, and continue to reach out and reach towards what you feel you want to be, you know, and that can change tomorrow. It doesn't, you don't owe anybody anything. You do not owe anybody anything. Um, and just, I, I've just been thinking today that like, I just sort of, I have to keep reminding myself that I do not need to match society or the culture's need or other people or the external world's need for specificity or concrete understanding. I do not need to change myself to be understood. Um, I only need to understand myself and then to seek to understand other people, to be a little less concerned with what people think of me <laughs> or how they understand me, you know? Um, so if, if that's anything that I can offer, um, you know, I, I hope that, I, I hope that does something. Um, I also, you know, I will keep my, my DMS are open on Twitter. I don't always respond to everything, but I do read everything. And so I just want to offer that as like a place. Um, I can't always be, you know, diligent there, but, um, if you want to reach out about any of these things, I do read them. And um, so that connection is there. But also just like, I want you all to know that everybody who's ever listened to the show, loved it, been upset with it, whatever. <laughs> I really appreciate you. And we will be connected forever because of it. Um, this has been an experience. It's not, um, you know, this, this has not been a show whose intention was to be gigantic and huge and be the best and do that. And I've definitely had those feelings, but this show has always been what it, what it set out to be, which is itself. Um, and I have no one to thank more than my dear friend, Brett, who, if it wasn't for him, you know, receiving me and being such a kind, open, minded, compassionate, um, just, just loving person. Um, I, I would not have made this podcast and I definitely would not have done it for as long as I did. Um, you know, I just, every week he set time aside to write these notes. And as far as I'm concerned, and I've said this before, uh, we are co-hosts on this show. <laughs> if it wasn't for his notes, I would have nothing to go off of. Um, and I would have no baseline and I would have no game plan and I would just be up there free swinging. And you know, that works sometimes, but I'll tell you, it's a lot more fun to be a part of a team. It's a lot more fun to learn and grow with others than it is to be alone and think you have to do everything by yourself. So I'm very grateful for Brett and, uh, his bench coaching as, as, as it were. Um, and to forever dog for hosting the show for so long and for every product that has ever advertised on this show. I appreciate you. Oh, and anybody that subscribed to the Patreon, um, I super appreciate you. It was something that I, you know, I always wanted to like put more into and I just didn't have the capacity for it. So I appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. I truly deeply do. I love Everyone who has supported the show so much because you've shown me that people do care 
And just because the show doesn't have a million downloads does not mean it isn't valuable. <laughs> it has been incredibly valuable to hear from people and see their experience and sign baseballs and baseball hats and uh, have people send me baseball stuff. Um, I guess, you know, I just, I've, I get asked about baseball on nearly everything that I do. And I guess part of it for me is I'm just ready to retire as an ambassador of baseball. <laughs> I'm just ready. I'm just ready to enjoy this sport that I love for myself and witness other people enjo enjoying it and just sort of, you know, be a fan and play with my team and do some other stuff. I'm just sort of ready for what the universe has in store for me next. And, you know, this isn't the end. It's just a new chapter and we shall see, you know, more, more will be shown after this, you know, there's, there's always more games to play, but, um, I think, you know, the more that I talk, the more I realize like, yeah, this is the last episode <laughs> and I'm just going to say it because I think I could probably, you know, I could keep tacking runs on the board and keep tying it up, but I don't know that I can push a run over, over, over the top and, uh, and do it. So, um, this, this is, this is going to be the last episode of, uh, three swings. Um, and I just want to let you know, if you're listening and you're in the DC area this week on the 4th and the 5th of June, I will be in DC at Pearl street live for two shows Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, the tickets, there's a link in both of my bios. You can get tickets there. I would love to sell it out. Uh, not just for me, but for the venue. So if you feel safe and comfortable doing that, I think it's going to be safe and comfortable. Um, but if you don't, I understand. Uh, but if you do, please, please come and let other people know about it. Um, that would be fantastic. I would love to see you there. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get into my last roundup of baseball. Uh, and the, the uh, this is the first thing I'll say getting into, you know, the, the men's major league baseball roundup for the last time. Um, somebody reached out to me via Instagram and, uh, I don't have your name written down. Um, and I didn't, I, I appreciated everything you sent. I want you to know that. Um, I didn't and still haven't had the capacity to read all of it. Um, and that's not because for anything other than I literally just don't have the capacity for it. Uh, someone reached out to me via Instagram, uh, took umbrage with my, um, statements about the athletics and about, um, the Oakland city council. And you know what? Here's, here's the responsibility I will take. This is not an issue that I dove deep into in my research. It is something that I spoke upon based on my feelings from on the issue from the outside. Um, so I fully hear you that I didn't, you know, cover all my bases. I get that. Um, I don't, I, I feel as though I stated this in the episode, but I will restate it again. I, I, I'm happy to sort of withdraw my stance of standing with the city council. I stand with neither. That's the thing. And I guess I was more upset about a continuing issue and speaking about in, in broader strokes. And unfortunately I then applied it to a specific situation, but I hope you can uh, forgive me and understand that my issue is less with the athletics specifically, even though I think I was specific last week. So I'm taking that back and apologizing for doing so. Um, and saying that it's, it's, it's an overarching, it's a continuous issue in not just men's baseball, but 
uh, men's professional sports in general, these sort of stadium wars and uh, the 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 runaround that um, you know the the people get, the the citizens get, and our public funds. Um, because I I personally do not like using the phrase taxpayer money because it creates some sort of hierarchy as though there are people who don't pay taxes uh, who are less than when we all really know that the people who don't pay taxes are the richest people here. So I like to refer to taxpayer money as public funds because it's ours. And then it gets stolen and used for private business. (laughs) So whatever that business is, I stand against that. So that that's my stance on that. So I apologize for getting specific and having harsh words because like truly don't need to. I, I, I do want to be impeccable with my words. So I hope you're listening and I appreciate your thoughts. Um, and I just want the best possible situation for everybody. And so I hesitate to take the sides of any corporation or a city council for that matter. I live in Los Angeles. I'm not going to like stand for the government. We have basically, we have militarized a public park, uh, in Los Angeles in Echo Park Lake. Um, and if you're not aware of that background, please check out my episode with Iman, who was on our podcast, uh, who was a displaced resident of Echo Park Lake. And there's literally like a wall around the park and the fire department couldn't get in there to help an injured person. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's, it's actually like insanity. It's actually fascist insanity, authoritarian insanity, they literally have police cars driving on the sidewalks. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I do not stand any government personally. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. I guess for me, you know, the, the practice of public funding going towards these, uh, these so-called civic, civic forums uh, when they tr- are not is something that I think needs to be stopped. Uh, so let's get into the baseball and it's just like a couple things that'll kind I think, you know, these three, these three topics I definitely think are going to continue to come up for the whole season. So I think these are great ones to sort of go out on. And, uh, yeah, we will start with the Javi Baez play, (laughs) um, in the third inning of last Thursday's Cub Pirates game. Cubs shortstop Javi Baez hit a routine grounder to third base with Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras on second base. Um, 
the play will be in the notes so you can watch it if you somehow haven't seen it, but it was all over the place. Um, the throw to first pulls Pirates first baseman Will Craig off the bag, and so instead of backpedaling to first base, he tries to apply the tag to Baez, but Baez turns around and starts running back to home, which people don't normally do on a regular basis. At this point, all Will Craig has to do is return to first base for the force out. Plus, there were two outs. <laughs> As the third out of the inning, it would nullify any run scored before or after the out, so it doesn't matter what the runner on second base, Wilson Contreras, is doing. But instead of making the easy out, Craig chases down the line after Baez, and then when he sees Contreras darting in from third, inexplicitly tosses to Pirates catcher Michael Perez, who misses the tag on a sliding Contreras. At this point, Baez sprints towards first base. He has already done something people normally do not do. And it is, to me baseball like this is why the sport is great i don't like to see the same thing happen every day right uh he sprints towards first first base which isn't covered pirates second baseman adam frazier races over to cover but perez's throws behind frazier and dribbles into the outfield at which point baez who slid head first into first base gets up and scampers to second sliding in safe ahead of another errant throw and at that point the play finally ends Errors were attributed to first baseman Will Craig for fielding, catcher Michael Perez for throwing, and later in the inning, Baez scored from second on a single by Ian Happ. So that's two runs he gets out of that. Uh, Most people online have just enjoyed this play as part of the fun chaos of baseball and as another example of Baez's base running wizardry. But But some pointed out that Baez should have been called out as soon as he started retreating to home because home plate was not a viable base option for him. Usually in a rundown scenario, the runner is caught between two viable bases, but in this case, Baez was running back to a base that he could not safely return to. Um, According to the official MLB rules, a runner can be called out if he abandons his efforts to run the bases. I mean, that's a pretty, like, that, that is a pretty vague rule, and I could interpret that he is still running the bases. <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this play. Do I want to have fun or do I want to be a cop? Uh, Personally, I want to have fun. And you guys know I'm not a big Cubs fan at all. But you got to do what you got to do to make a play. And I think this was a perfect example of somebody going, I wonder if this would work. Because... A lot of baseball is confusion. I mean, to me, this is the same thing. This is trick running, just like trying to do the hidden ball trick, you know? Same thing. Hidden ball trick counts. It counts when people do it. So to me, this it's like he just confused Will Craig by doing something people don't usually do. That's it. And like, I could turn this into a great metaphor for life and say, you know what? We could really learn a lesson from this and implement, what if I did something I don't usually do? What if instead of going into this situation, assuming it's going to be bad, what if I just had fun? What if I smile at this person instead of ignoring them? What if I, okay, now what if I say good morning instead of ignoring them? What if? What if I let this person go ahead of me instead of thinking I have the right of way, even if I do? I mean, that's what I like about this. And I think Keith Oberman was like, 
going off on Twitter about some, I don't know, some dude, I, do, I didn't even want to read it. Some guy in 1911 having done this and he was like, oh yeah, Javi Baez and Tatis invented baseball. And it's interesting to me. And that is what I saw. Cause I was like, just kind of not really on the internet. And I, I was like, oh, I wonder what Tatis did today. He didn't do anything that day. And so I think it's interesting that he lumped those two guys together and it was in response to the, you know, baseball barbecue guys saying something about like, you know, uh, Javi reinventing. I just think it's interesting to like get that upset and have to tweet it out, you know, like, um, or tweet through it or whatever. I just think like, who cares? Cause there's also a world where you're like, Hey, yeah, this guy did this in 1911. It's cool that somebody's doing it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the old boys club, of baseball and just like of the world in general wants things to stay the same. And it's fucking boring, man. You are the problem. You are why people don't like baseball. You not baseball. (laughs) Baseball fans are why people think baseball is boring because baseball fans are fucking boring. Go take a walk and then sit down at your laptop. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Make a play, put the ball in play. You know, that doesn't just mean hitting it. (laughs) Like he kept the ball moving around and that forces errors. And that's how you get, can score runs. I mean, do what you got to do. Like, what are we doing here? Am I watching an automated program or am I watching a game? You know, like a game is meant to be not predictable. You know, I think it's also... not lost on me that like gambling is now like just implemented in, in the DNA of the game on like MLB network. And it's sad to me. It's truly sad to me. I'm not naive. People will always gamble on things. It's human nature, but like, I don't like that. It's just integrated into the game. It's gross. Um, so I think it's amazing. And to speak to Tatis, um, just because like these notes came out before it happened, but Tatis like admired the hell out of a home run uh, in Houston last night. And I'm sure people are mad about it, but more people that I know love it. And like, we need more of that in the game. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to see that when it's somebody against me, but I got a vicarious thrill over a Padre doing that in Houston at Minute Maid Park. You better believe it. You know, you better believe it. So I don't know, man. I just think if you can hit a home run like that, you deserve to look at it. You deserve it. You really do. If I could do that, you better believe I'd be standing at home plate till that thing landed. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't care. Like, let's have some fun. You know what I mean? Uh, and speaking about something that's not super fun, fan fights. As baseball stadiums across the country continue to increase their maximum capacity limits, letting more and more fans into the stadiums. We've seen an eruption of fan fights over the last couple of weeks. And I feel like this is probably going to be the case, like in all public life, unfortunately. But I also want to start this by saying, here's the thing. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. So we are seeing the th- the worst things. That's why, you know, taking a break from the news and taking a break from social media and stuff is positive. Yes, it is a privilege, but you literally do not. If you can take that, you should take it because you can probably recharge your batteries and be kinder to people instead of like walking around completely exhausted, thinking about all the awful shit that's going on in the world, Um, because that's all we're looking at. You know, you you watch a video of a bunch of people not fighting and it doesn't register. That's normal to you. And then you see fighting and you're like, oh, God, 
oh God, everybody's fighting. But it is true. At Coors Field, a Padres fan knocked out a Rockies fan with one punch. I saw this. This was the first one I saw and then the last one I saw. Sparking a brawl in the outfield stands. According to a spectator who filmed the punch from several rows up, the Padres fan thought he was being verbally taunted, but apparently fans were actually yelling at someone else, a teenager who was angry that his father had been ejected from the stadium for vaping. No charges were filed as the Rockies fan declined to press charges. Holy shit. I did not know that was the story. Wow. Um, that is incredible. Uh, I think... I mean, more power to that Rockies fan for not pressing charges. They must have had a conversation about that. And like, that is incredible. He, everyone is so lucky that he's not, um, you know, injured in injured worse. Um, so this is like one of those stories that just reminds me of like, I could be that guy. I have definitely been that guy that thought I was being verbally taunted and I have been verbally taunted. (laughs) I have been verbally assaulted. And this reminds me of how often I bring that into a situation. And I feel like this guy maybe did too. Um, and how much I can let that go so that even when I am, I don't have to fight it and I don't have to resort to violence, you know? Um, and hopefully this man, you know, learns, learns that from this situation. Who knows? I wish him that, you know, I hope for that for him. Uh, cause it was incredibly, it was disturbing to see. Um, and then during the Dodgers recent road trip to Houston, a Dodgers fan fought off two Astros fan at Minute Maid Park in a video that has since gone viral. According to multiple spectators, the Astros fans had been hassling the Dodgers fan throughout the game and were the ones to initiate the fight. The Dodgers fan was attending the game with his wife and young daughter. No charges were filed in this case either, but the three primary persons involved were suspended from Minute Maid Park for a year. Um, just incredibly, you know, just like the worst of things, <laughs> you know, I, I wish the human race some more peace, you know, um, because it's just, it's like, it's just senseless. And, you know, I don't know the going to games is, is already difficult enough. And like, I, I mean, the Astros thing is going to be tough this year. I was already just giving them shit, but I mean, I just wish people didn't uh, didn't resort to violence because there's so much violence in the world. You know, there just really is so much violence and uh, it's not it's not what we were intended for. You know, Uh, it's Memorial Day tomorrow. And, um, you know, I it I am sad on Memorial Day because I feel like, you know, it's this day that was intended for one thing and now it's become a million other things. And you know, we worship the military death and we've become this like holy military militarized society. And, and we worship the military and we worship military service and that that is the most honorable death. And it's scary. It's really scary because like, I I don't, I don't want, I don't actually want to think of my great uncle as dying honorably. Like I wish he didn't die. I wish he was still, I wish he had lived. There are cousins I don't have because he died in, he was killed in action. 
there's a whole branch of my family that does not doesn't exist, you know, and that's that's what happened. So I accept that. But like, I don't I'm not I don't I don't hold any sort of that it it's not it it just you know it could have been different and like war should be the last resort and it's our first step always you know war is our first step in this country so often you know cuz it is an export we make money off of it you know and uh i don't know it's just it's very sad to me so if you're going to a game uh p- please go there in peace you know and please please bring peace with you because it is actually contagious, you know, and um, just just like stay stay in your dignity and give give other people their dignity, you know. Um, enjoy the game and love the game, you know. Um, so to sort of wrap it up with a will he won't he um, for the last episode of Three Swings. Um, as this as this sort of iteration, I don't want to leave the door open too much, you know. But um, you know, maybe 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 I'll come back and talk about the World Series when that comes around. You know, maybe I'll do that once a year. I don't know. Um, I'm sure Brett would be into it. Um, and I'm pitching him a show while I'm ending the show. But whatever. Uh, you know, who knows? I just it's it's what feels right. And what feels right this year is Jacob deGrom and his ERA through his first seven starts of the season. Jacob deGrom has maintained a miraculous 0.80 ERA, raising the question of whether he can break Bob Gibson's 50 year old single season record of 1.12 50 year old single season record. No qualifying starting pitcher in modern history has posted an ERA of under one for a full season. And Gibson's record has long been considered unbreakable. But here's the thing. Every record has been considered unbreakable and then it's been broken. So I definitely think he's ha- he has the chance to do it. If anybody's going to do it, it's this guy. <clears throat> In 1968, when Gibson set the record, he allowed a .14 batting average and .233 on base percentage. Right now, DeGrom is allowing .132 and respectively. On the other hand, a significant difference between Gibson's era and DeGrom's is the increased frequency of home runs. Gibson gave up just 11 home runs in 304 innings in 68. Comparatively, DeGrom has pitched 317 innings since the start of the 2019 season and allowed 29 home runs. Another difference is load management, Gibson pitched 28 complete games and 34 starts in 68. DeGrom has only pitched four complete games in his career, including just one this year. Despite his astonishingly low ERA, DeGrom only has a record of three and two through seven starts. So, I mean, those are considerable things to think about because when I talk about an unbreakable record, you know, I think of, Lou Gehrig's unbreakable uh, win, uh, play streak, and then Cal Ripken did it, and then I look at the Cal Ripken one, and I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever break that. Um, because of, you know, uh, load, <laughs> like workload. <laughs> we just don't do that to people's bodies anymore. Thank God. Um, but it definitely makes some of these uh, records out of reach for that reason. But I do think... You know, I think there's a possi- there's there's always a possibility. Um 
you know, the, the biggest problem is the Mets. So we will see uh, what happens for DeGrom, you know. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, this, if it just has to be a full season, you know, if he, if he, I don't know. I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible to, to have a shorter workload and, and, uh, beat the record, you know, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And that's why I like baseball. Cause I never know what's going to happen. I like to guess. Um, so that's what's happening in baseball in men's baseball. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I said everything up top that I wanted to say. And, uh, I guess just express more gratitude, um, for everybody that's listened to the show. Um, I hope you keep watching baseball. I keep you hope you keep playing baseball. I hope that you keep growing your support for, uh, sp- sport free from gender and like liberated from gender and liberated from talent level and just liberating your enjoyment of athletics from the, the bonds of capitalism and, uh, patriarchy and hierarchy and colonizer thinking and white supremacy and all of those things. I hope that you, uh, keep seeking out joy and love in sport and in your life. I hope that, um, I hope that the grass is green and the skies are blue. Um, I hope that you keep enjoying your life and I hope that life keeps enjoying you because if there's anything that I've learned It's that none of this stuff on the outside matters. None of it. It matters how you feel on the inside. And that is the most important thing. And every single one of you that can hear this, every single one of you is loved and every single one of you is worthy. And I am so grateful to have gotten to know you. And my life is better for it. And I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate your support and your love and your kindness and your corrections, and your questions, and all of it. I truly, truly do. It has been a full and loving experience to create and host this show um, and to to let it grow to be what it has been and will ever be. Um, and I just, I just can't say enough. I can't believe that I got to host a baseball podcast, you know, um, and that people liked it, you know? I really... I really can't believe that I I did that. And people were like, yeah, hey, I like this. This is cool. You know, that is like, that was the goal. You know, the goal was not to be rich and famous. The goal was to make something people might enjoy. And you did. And like, so I can safely say (laughs) that I made it home on that one, you know. And, you know, I can also safely say that if you liked it, you liked it. So that's usually the last thing that I ever say when I record this podcast. But since this is the last time I'm going to say that, I'm adding this little bit, which is um, I'm so grateful to have gotten to do this. I appreciate you all so much. Um, I hope that I hope that you know how much love and joy and and tenderness and appreciation and compassion you've brought to my life. Um, and if you can know that even just the tiniest bit, um, I. I, my job has, the purpose of this podcast has, has been served. So thank you all for listening. And, um, I wish you everything that you hope to have in your lives. So thank you so much.
Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.